a lot of people are almost trying to stay in a constant state of honeymooning not realizing that the real work begins after the honeymoon like that's what a real friendship is this tit for tat bartering mentality will never work in lifelong friendships right you can't dish out everything that you get that's grace friendships are hard Mm, that's interesting hello and welcome to the two my sisters podcast i'm courtney and i'm renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the two my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's episode we're going to be talking about past the honeymoon stage in friendships okay (laughs) in friendships baby friendships to be clear to be clear you ain't talk we ain't talking about our draft today thank you very much um but what does it look like to get past the honeymoon stage mm. is there a honeymoon stage in friendships mm. what's the reality you know doing the deep work in friendships and also a check-in on our friendship because oh. the girlies be talking about they love our friendship so much oh. which is cute <laughs> but the reality behind sustaining life their friendships. friendships nice so all of that and more coming up in this episode love that but before we do that we do have some housekeeping announcements and you know the biggest one that is on the agenda is the to my sister's live show now we don't know where at this point where the tickets are at maybe there's a couple in the in the back somewhere i don't know (laughs) i don't know i cannot honestly but if there are tickets still out then sister please this is the live show of a lifetime our third year running to my sisters which is insane which has been maintained and sustained by our friendship with you guys and we'd love to see as many of you in person as possible it's going to be an opportunity to enjoy laugh come together and talk about womanhood throughout all the stages we're going to be talking about the nitty-gritty being young being middle-aged in your i don't know 50s 60s what does that look like for women and it's just promising to be a wonderful night out with the girls on friday the 27th of october we love to see it. it's gonna be at hackney empire and so definitely come along bring a friend as well honestly don't come alone but even if you do come alone you'll be able to find loads of amazing friends most people who come to our live shows honestly do find people that they they can do do the rest of the night with and so we hope that you enjoy it we have been making some special announcements over on instagram and there are more coming and so definitely follow us at to my sisterhood so that you can keep up with guest announcement announcement hey god <laughs> even i am shocked as well jesus as well. help us yeah sorry follow us so you can stay up to date with guest announcements uh-huh. yes thank you but yeah we we are looking forward to the show so much and honestly we hope that you come along and enjoy it with us. It is a big celebration of getting to the third year of doing this. That's crazy. Um, and crazy. honestly, it's our biggest show yet, but we need your help to make it our best. So come through. Come on through. Come on through. Our next housekeeping announcement, sisters. By this time, we will actually be log gone. This is Renee in the future. We're log gone. We're Bali. <laughs> Cody was like, no, it's not RIP. We have many years god willing touch good um but we are already in bali and we yeah. are shucking and jiving and enjoying Enjoy. with the sisters up in indonesia eating rice mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves <laughs> so very much enjoying ourselves and if you missed out on that not to worry there's still not one but two opportunities for you to enjoy it with the sisters the first will be in ghana Love we are going to down to the it. motherland to enjoy enjoy ourselves enjoy yeah 
enjoy <laughs> dirty december holy dirty december though we ain't you know what i'm saying oh <laughs> yeah no not too dirty maybe mess not messy not messy a little bit yeah, rough around the edges. Rough around the edges. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of character. It's got character to it. The experience has character. Yeah. Which we are doing in partnership with the lovely Sorted Chalet. So yes. please, please, please. If you know anything of Sorted Chalet's experiences, you know they are not to be missed. 100%. So don't miss out. The link will be in the description below and in the show notes. And of course, would it be a trip to the motherland if we didn't go down south to South Africa? <laughs> we are super excited to be in SA yeah. and we are going to have the time of our lives it is my birthday month Woo! whilst we are there so you know the girlies are gonna turn all the For way real. up like For it's going it's giving coming to cause a ruckus yeah so please come and cause a ruckus with us whether you are flying over and partaking in the experience or if you'll be joining us at our south african live show yes. so please 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 join be a part of the movement because the sisters are moving we're moving across the mm, world I we're global that. it's giving we global global community we love to see it but sisters, now that the house is swept. Oh, sorry. My award. <laughs> oh, God. wait a second. 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 We have a rising star in our midst. Paparazzi, everybody stop. Because she was just going to do the whole, oh, guys, I've just been nominated for an award. Vote for me, please. No, 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 no. Courtney Daniela Boateng, first of her name, Miss CDB, has, she's even looking at me like this stupid girl. She has been, she has been uh, awarded, not even awarded, no, I'm speaking it into existence. Amen. She has been nominated <laughs> for an award. Amen. English, Prophesy. long lay, long She has been nominated for an award as a rising star for the oh. amazing work that she has done as an entrepreneur, a content creator, and a co-founder of the illustrious, the infamous, the wonderful two, my sisters. So, sisters, arise and shine the same way that you have arisen for many <laughs> many an initiative please support my wonderful best friend Thanks with her friend. very deserved nomination but ultimately very deserved award Amen. and the link will be in the mailing list and in the show notes so please please do vote for me vote for it's very awkward for me to ask but this is a personal <laughs> development challenge for myself putting myself out there in this way so well. you know glowing it glowing you got it, this. there you say. go we have to live what we say <laughs> And we're glowing and growing with you. So yeah. please vote Courtney. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. The rising stars. You can see she's a star. So arise for her and her I'm rising star I'm nomination. Star. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Do you remember, um, what's his awesome. name? Tyway Creeps. Yeah. She's like, like a star. Ooh, baby. <laughs> what Where is he? Tywo, how are you listening to this? Tywo, how are you? I hope you're well. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell the caffeine is getting to that late stage? Kick it in. Kick it in, kick it in. <laughs> all right, let's go. But amidst all the excitement, mm. there are people that are struggling. Mm. And as the Two My Sisters community, we must lend a hand. 100%. So we are putting job. on our it's capes. We are putting on our capes, yeah. our bad tools and our bad dates. Yeah. And we are sliding in with a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let's get into it. We so, should indeed. Hey girlies. Hey sweetheart. I, capital L, love your content. Nice. And I am so proud of you both as my sisters. Oh, thank you. So, I've been dating this guy and we've both expressed that we want to get married to each other within the next year or so. Yeah. Our relationship started off as a friendship years ago. And at the time, he would always tell me about this girl he's deeply in love with. I read this dilemma. <laughs> I have read this dilemma. Go on. Go on. <laughs> you go on. <laughs> that was my second option on the, yeah, yeah, the last. I was that like, was if you would say that, I would. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah well, go on. Go on, go on. I recently found out she's in his life insurance plan and told him 
this makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> I'm right. He said it's not because of any remaining feelings, etc., but because she was a significant part of his overall journey yeah. and at one point in time, someone who he valued a lot. Yeah. I don't know how I should feel about this and in reality would prefer if she was removed. Mm. What do I do? Am I being jealous or am I well within my rights to want my future husband to remove his ex-lover from his life insurance? Help. You are well within your <laughs> right. You are well. That's Unless crazy. that woman gave you a kidney or something like that. You got a child. Do you get what I mean? Um, personally, for me, I get your discomfort. Now, of course, we cannot like control anybody's decisions. And it could be that, you know, this woman was maybe a significant part of his life, of his story. And he feels like he should, you know, honor her in some way by putting her in his life insurance policy. So from a practical standpoint, I would like, I think if this was me, sorry, I would like to know what is the proportion of things that she's going to get? Mm. What, you know, is it a life insurance policy that is substantial? And is she getting a substantial amount that would impact me mm. or our future children or our future, our future in general without you? But also I think to say that you put her in your life insurance policy, but there are no existing feelings, especially when prior you have been describing just how in love you were with her. Personally, I think you need to have a conversation mm. about, how do you feel towards this woman who used to be in your life? Because yeah. it could be a, you know, the one that got away situation cool. But for someone to still be in your life insurance policy means that there must be some form of contact with them. Or do you expect when you pass, do you expect me or our children to contact her and be like, hey, our dad left you this massive sum of money or something like that. Can you come and claim it? Um, and so this woman is now an active part of our future plans and yeah. our lives, right? And she will be at another point in our future, which is when you pass on and we have to give her these these spoils and so <laughs> and so now we have to question what are the logistics around this and why do you feel like she should have this mm -hmm, much money mm -hmm. or she should be a part of the the life insurance plan like i said if she gave you a kidney i ain't gonna argue hello, with that. you hello. know she did she paid her dues <laughs> um or maybe she saw you like in this really big come up story and she was just your you know maybe she was with you when you were hustling and busting and then you made a million and now it's like you know what here's a slice but then give her a slice of the money you have presently why you gotta give her some of the life insurance when policy die that was my so personally and also it is not hard to change the people who are on your life insurance policy and now that there is somebody in his life who is in that position she was once in I don't actually think it's too much to ask to be like listen I get maybe if you took the policy out and she was your girlfriend at the time and so you you know put a slice in there for her but she's not your girlfriend anymore and she's not going to be your wife either. And as a significant woman in your life, when we get to that stage, mm. I don't want there to be another woman who wasn't your wife, right? Because it's different if you've left some to your ex-wife. That's different. But a girlfriend... Anyway, Sha, I'm just coming here to say you are justified in your anger. You are, you are justified, personally. Now, is this a like a a breakup situation it's really up to you like i think you need to have a really in-depth conversation with your partner um that goes deep and really addresses all of the fears and insecurities or the just the alarm bells going off in your right. head as well and get him to really explain that because i do think it's a significant thing to have somebody a part of your will or your entrust or um your life insurance policy is a big deal and because life insurance is something that should be discussed between two partners especially if you're thinking about long-term commitment like marriage I think you're well within your right to kind of ask why 
is she still there? Are there still feelings there that I should be mindful of? Um, and if there are, I think you kind of proceed based off of that new information. But I do think it's a very awkward thing. And I think you have to also prepare your heart to know that you can't control his actions. Mm. So if he then decides, like, as much as I've heard your insecurities and stuff or, or your, you know, your concerns, I wouldn't even go to call them insecurities, but like your concerns, I'm still going to keep her in my life insurance policy. You also need to be willing to face that because mm. that's his choice. Yeah. And so now what would you do based off of that as well? And I think that there could be room to maybe negotiate. Um, but also at Not the end of the day, the percentage yeah, trend. but then also like, but on a, pra- on a very practical note, which yeah, is like, yeah. if she gets this much, exactly. we're left with this much. Right. Do you think that's actually fair? Do you get what I mean? Could you readjust things? Um, but personally, my conversation with my partner would be, you need to take that woman's name <laughs> out of this thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You were so sober by the day. I died. Call me traditional. Call me insecure. As the, the kids are saying now, is if you got a problem, you're, you're insecure. insecure. All this nonsense that's going around. Me, I'm insecure. 100% you shaking if you will. that crap out of that life insurance policy. What? Because that's a big deal. That's huge. That that's a big I think deal. for me, first of all, the, the big throw part is, obviously, you can decide what's done is done. But how are you going to put your girlfriend in your life insurance? I get at the time, I, if I, maybe I, you I, were so, like, no, but maybe like, this was the person you were going to end up with. But Do you, you get what I though. mean? Ex- exactly. So I, as soon as that breakup <laughs> happened, you should have been on the phone to those insurance providers. I like I got to change I my get, policy. Hello. Like rig, rig, rig. Hello. <laughs> I've got a major change to living make. Living in faith. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a change to make, Mr. Living How about that? I think, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm very traditional, but like that's the kind of stuff that like marriage. Yeah. Like not girlfriend. This is like fiance 100%. marriage territory where you actually discuss like life insurance policies and yeah. the legal but ramifications. But he may have been thinking like, if I die tomorrow, who is this money going to go to? Where's your family? Your blood relation? Yeah. But then again, like, the orphanages. if you're, if like you had a partner at that time did he have, and you passed. D- but did he have like a, but he, that's what I'm saying. It could have been a long time. Okay. It could have been a long maybe time. Maybe he had like a, someone. maybe he had a debilitating illness that could have taken him out. Like, no, tomorrow. but you know, you could be hit by a bus tomorrow. Not you, God forbid. But like in general, people can die. <laughs> but I'm just, yeah, man, do with you what, yeah, do your thing. You know? I get the, I get the thinking behind at the time when you're in the relationship, putting your girlfriend or your boyfriend, depending on the seriousness of the relationship in your life insurance policy. That's what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah. But once you break up, I don't understand keeping them. But there. even then it's the seriousness. How are you going to put them in your life insurance, but y'all ain't get married. But that's just my traditional thinking. So yeah. folks will be like, oh, you don't have to get married and stuff like but also that. Also you that's don't know the full context, right? They could have been. There and for go. him to be describing to his friend at the time, how much he's in love with this person. I can imagine the relationship being quite deep. Yeah. It's their business. Yeah. Cause you, it, know, it's, you know, some boyfriends and girlfriends, they be cohabiting yeah, and living that, like they're married, yeah, basically. All that, all that stuff. Again, I'm an auntie in that. <laughs> respect old school babes um yeah so no from me dog you gotta take that out um personally obviously because it's something that bothers you i think is the most important thing to take into account here and as you said the long-term ramifications Mm -hmm. on your actual relationship and building a future with this person do they have that same commitment to you have they affirmed you as well and i think it's worth bringing up again i'm glad that you said it's not an insecurity it's actually Mm -hmm. a genuine concern of like have you been affirming me? Like we're building a life together and now there's going to be something present of this person. Yeah. Like forever. forever. Like life insurance is not a, 
you guys don't have like a settlement policy. You can't just give her a small amount to say, this is yeah. your spoil for, you know, Maybe how you've supported me. Or... Do you know what I mean? It might be that instead of a, not when you died. This girls, giving, I'm still do you know what I mean? This woman must have like taken him out of the depths of some kind of issue. Are you sure they raised some secret child somewhere? <laughs> Baby girl. Because <laughs> I do think it would make sense if, it, at least to me, if it was like a child or something. Yeah, yeah. But ex-girlfriend, I'm kind of like, whoa, this is a very serious commitment. And also that window is still open. Also, she could kill. Anyway, um, let's keep it serious. Um, Not she could kill you for the life insurance, buddy. I've been listening too much to too much much true crime. True crime, I'm telling you. Because people do it. Oh, and it's a lot more girl, common than people think it is. Hundred percent. People That's even kill me. off themselves <laughs> <laughs> or fake their own death for that life insurance money. It's like, hi, I'm here to uh, pull out the life insurance of Renee Kapuku. Who are you? Mm, my so, name is Sene. Rakupu. Right. Just wait one sec. Let me just throw it. Security. Um, but yeah, no, I think because it's something that will very much impact your life and the life of your, you know, your future kids, I think it's worth having the conversation around removal or yeah. finding some kind of settlement. And then if it is a case where he's like, mm, actually, I'm not budging on this one, then it's a decision that you have to make in yeah. terms of, are you willing to take this? And are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? We can't come and sit here and tell you what to do nope. actually, because we can't come out. We're not here to spoil anybody's marriage, nope. but it is like it almost sounds like you're like, oh, is this a legitimate concern? Yes, it, it is. is. It's a very big, and it's a very, very big concern as well. It would be so different if it was like, oh, I've given her a little bit of money here and there, or like I've yeah, I've paid off. But I think expressing it to him and saying like, look, this is something that I feel is almost an affront to our us building a future together. And it's quite a serious thing, life insurance. Um, so it would be worth thinking about what kind of alternatives can we come to mm. Um in the event that we do get married, how, how does that inf- affect your life in po- insurance yeah. policy? policy? Like, am I going to be on your life insurance policy? Vice versa, you know, and even vice versa, like how would you feel if you had like an ex, you know what I mean? On your life insurance, like it's, it's not a common thing. And I think to really move forward in relationships, we need closure on our past relationships. And I think you have added legit- legitimacy to your concern, given that you guys used to be friends and exactly. you used to say, you say, I love this How girl, I'm, I'm in love, love there, or that, or that, or that. It's like, okay, all that, close it up. <laughs> but is it closed this is that's the, the this question is the, this is, is this closed are those feelings still there because you know how sometimes people can know there is no chance of me going back to that relationship yeah, because yeah. The, the other person has closed the door but they're not over it like if they could they would want that door to be open this that's is a real question this is the first time i've heard something of this sort because this is insanity <laughs> your ex on your life insurance policy as you're preparing to marry someone else. That's wild. Be serious. I w- it, when I was reading, I was just like, this is another question to add to the um, first date question. Who is on your life? And do you even have life insurance? Do you have life insurance? Number one, number two. Am I competing with other women? Do you have other exes? Who have an entitlement to that? Who is entitled? But then again, like, I think ask the very deep question of it, what is the reason you really feel yeah, like she 100%, needs to be there? 100%. Because like I said, we don't know the full context. 100%. If this woman has given you an organ, you know what, I get it. She You're going to have to firm it. No, you will. You will Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Or like something like that. Or like when I was really down and out, she was there. Do you get what but I then mean? How did they, what happened? Yeah, it's a good so question. Is, so many questions. And so you, many. I think these are the sort of conversations you actually can't be afraid yeah, to, to ask any question. You have to. You need to ask everything. 
goodness gracious God. Yeah, well, sisters, this one has actually flummoxed even us. We would love to hear your I'm thoughts. I'm not flummoxed personally. We're not flummoxed. We're actually quite clear. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually quite clear. But of course, we are open yeah. to respectful suggestions. Yeah. Res- so what would you do? on the respectful. What would you do? Have you heard of this thing before? Mm. Um, please comment and drop it like it's hot below in the YouTube comments. We might even post it on our Instagram so that Let's folks see. can share their thoughts respectfully. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's it's not settling well, but we wish you Godspeed, sis. Hopefully that was helpful, and hopefully we'll be able to crowdsource a lot, like folks yeah. that have actually been. Yeah. Well, if there are any folks that have been in this kind of situation <laughs> or predicament, or you know, there can be messiness when you're trying to yeah. move forward with someone, and they have a lot in their past that is still attached to them. So hopefully we will crowdsource that wisdom as well, sis, to answer this mm-hmm. particular dilemma. But it's quite clear from us that if you could get that girl off, you got to get her off. Scratch that chick real quick. Tipex quick. Real quick, Just even if you have to call erasure. them behind them. But hello, can you put me? On, I'll be like, put me on your life insurance policy too. <laughs> um, no, that's terrible. That's uh, degenerate. So don't do that. But sis, we are sending you lots and lots of love, and please keep us updated on how things go. Please do. Moving into the meat and bones of the topic, which no. is the honeymoon stage of friendship and it. the deep work. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, like the, like I said at the beginning of this episode, the reason I actually wanted to get into this is because obviously we are friends we are co-founders sorry, we are sorry start that again what the hell was that <laughs> whoa <laughs> that rose from nowhere so god be the glory Hallelujah. um so i <laughs> guys i was not the time to get I the googles ready okay <clears throat> so the reason i wanted to do this episode and as i mentioned kind of earlier on in the episode is because you know, we are content creators, we are co-founders, we are folks that are sharing quite a bit of our relationship online. Mm -hmm. We often get kind of comments of, oh, I love like Courtney and Renee's relationship. I love this whole sense of friendship. I'm finding it really difficult. Um, It feels like, you know, you guys are, it's all a bunch of roses Ah. and whatnot. Even though there have been many times where we've talked about, you know, quite transparently the the realities of, of a friendship. And there was a comment that, I think I said a couple of episodes ago around cultivating friendship past the honeymoon mm. stage and how oftentimes we're getting into this place of we meet women, we connect with people and for a season we're consistent and we almost love bomb a lot of our like yeah. friends or the, the people that are new. But then beyond that phase and beyond that stage, actually doing the deep work of cultivating or even revitalizing friendships yeah. that go beyond that, that stage. So the first kind of two questions that i have for you one is a mini one is a bigger the mini is have we ever had a honeymoon stage and then following on for that conversation why do you think that especially nowadays there is this sense of honeymooning in friendships Mm, that's interesting i think similar to like honeymooning after marriage Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that fresh um beginning season and calm before the storm and I think a lot of us want to think like no storms will arise but I think naturally with relationships turbulent times do come where somebody has a change in schedule or change in life um, or just life happens you know and then that presents a challenge so maybe not like necessarily a storm where it's like catastrophic betrayal of trust but there's a challenge that arises, and I think the honeymoon period is when things are going smooth sailing like both of you have pretty much stayed the same and 
now you're kind of enjoying that and it's the freshness of the relationship as Mm. well i I don't know if our friendship has ever gone through a honeymoon phase per se but i'd say maybe our time in like sixth form where we were seeing each other every day Mm. and we were young and chirpy and bright-eyed about life and like not that we didn't have that much responsibilities because we definitely did Mm. but like we our friendship was new in some ways. Like we had been acquaintances before, but now we are like best friends. And I think we became best friends quite quickly. Like in sixth form where it was like, oh, you and me, I am you. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's giving promise for it. Yeah, literally. So it was just like, oh yeah, best friends, BFFL. Um, And I think when we then started to experience, I'd say our honeymoon phase maybe ended when you went to the states Mm. where it was like oh this is a fresh challenge i even think when we were at uni it was just like again life was so similar even though it was full of challenges we were experiencing the same challenges so it was like exactly so it was like we could find haven in one another and then i think there wasn't really tension and i wouldn't i use tension loosely but like there wasn't contention in terms of your schedule, my mm. schedule, until you moved to America. Yeah. And like time difference, distance, we weren't seeing each other every day. And as much as we had distance during uni, we were always a phone call away mm. and we were on very similar schedules. So it was yeah. just like, oh, intentionality looks different now. Um, understanding and grace looks different now. Patience yeah. looks different now, where it's like, it's not just assignments, it's also life. It's, you know, I was building a business, it's also business. It's, the stress that we're now going through, which is different from each other. And so I think that's maybe when our honeymoon stage ended in terms of like, why is there this concept of like honeymooning? I love that you emphasized that love bombing does exist in friendships. And I think sometimes we forget that when you are meeting someone new, it's easy to just be in awe of all the shiny new things you've discovered about them and who they are and just how awesome they are. But the longer you journey with someone, the more you see what's happening behind the scenes and the things which aren't shiny, but actually you are now called to be patient with and love and accept and help to change in some some, um, examples. And so I think oftentimes people get shocked by that. Like, oh, now I'm seeing all of you, you know, like way past the things that you present. But now you've actually opened up to me, which is what naturally happens Mm. oftentimes when you are in intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm now peeking behind the curtain. I'm seeing, you know, more than just the the polished side of you. There's this part in our book. You should definitely read it because it is about building lifelong friendships. And there's a bit where we talk about like when someone is coming to visit your house and you kind of clean up and it's like, when you become more and more intimate with somebody, you don't do that polishing as much anymore. It's kind of like, you know what, instead of like making sure the sink is empty and everywhere swept up and it looks like no one even lives here and everything is put together, you're just going to see the real me when I'm like relaxed Mm. and like not trying to portray a certain image. You're just going to see me in my everyday authentic self. And sometimes people are taken aback by that where it's like, oh, you're not trying to impress me anymore. You're not trying to perform for me anymore. Mm. And that can sometimes be not necessarily a harsh reality, but sometimes we can then feel like, oh, there's this new dimension of you, which I now need to accept, which is yeah. the part of you that may be tired or the part of you that might not, you know, be as exuberant as you usually are outside. The the non-performance external facing you, I'm now seeing the inside you. I'm now mm. seeing the everyday you. And that's, that's a, just a new side yeah. to now embrace. And that can sometimes feel mundane. Like, 
I want the person who's always on. And it's like, nah, as my really close friend, as my sister, you have to accept the person who sometimes switches off. And can you, right? And that's an element of like tarrying and travailing, which oftentimes people don't want to undertake because it requires you affording somebody grace and going through the, the very boring side of friendship which is the everyday everyday. and we want our lives to be full of a lot of excitement it's the same with romantic relationships right like Mm. I want the dates I want the travel I want the vacations Mm. but it's like but what about the everydays when our you know our um schedules are conflicting or you know I can't message you or you can't message me because I'm busy or like all of this stuff and it's like oh you can mistake that for a relationship is boring or have we fallen out of love and I think the same thing happens in friendships sometimes right, right. where it's like you assume is this really meant to be my bestie and it's like yes because friendship goes so much deeper than just these moments of highlights and, uh, and highs and massive celebration mm. and sometimes it's just mundane yeah that's what it is i love that. Also, and sometimes even more than just being on monday sometimes it's just downright hard yeah this uh, and challenging yeah ain't that the truth what about you yeah no i completely agree with that assessment point blank period uh um i think that honeymoon period definitely i feel like when we were younger yeah and our joints were more supple and our skin oh. was obviously our skin is still on fleet but oh still looking cute our joints in particular were you know, not as creaky. And I think the, again, not the lack of responsibility, but the absence of multiple competing responsibilities and the contention in the different stages that we were in meant that we left that role. When adulting kicked in real Basically, yeah. Yeah. That's when the honeymoon stage, (laughs) oh, child, I'm out of here. And the whole friendship out of intentionality and not convenience that was when we left the honeymoon phase and it became a oh this is something that we have to work at and i think it's very interesting because nowadays obviously everybody is a proponent of soft life and ease and all that Mm. kind of stuff but i think that with most things we can take things to the extreme and so having a soft life and a soft friendship and soft relationships doesn't mean that you won't have to work hard and i think most relationships for them to work you actually have to work definitely and i think that it is very very frustrating because platonic relationships especially friendships are the ones that often get the energy that's left over so after we put our work in with our spouse Mm. or the person that we want to be with after we've put the work work into our career right often the energy that we have left over that goes into our friendship and it's funny because we give so little and expect so much from these friendships. Definitely. So I love the fact that you were talking even about the the love bombing and the honeymooning, but also the mundane afterwards, because that's the point at which a lot of people, especially women, cut off their friends. Yeah, and it's give like up. a lot of people are almost trying to stay in a constant state of honeymooning, not realizing that the real work begins after the honeymoon. Like that's what a real friendship is. And even using this terminology in friendship is yeah. quite new because folks think, ah, just friends and that's yeah. it. And friendships stay the same. But friendships are hard and they change friendships have seasons and if you're not careful and you don't discern well what season your friendship is in and Mm. what you know this period requires from you and from your friend it's easy to write it off as just a bad friendship right you know and it's like no it may just be a challenging season and I don't think there are like good and bad seasons I just think there are seasons that present more challenge and seasons that require more sewing and other seasons which (laughs) are harvest seasons and great times (laughs) you know celebration all around and sometimes you even have to consider like the individual seasons you're in in life may not even be in sync and so what does Mm -hmm, that then mm -hmm. do to your friendship dynamic and that season of having to support someone or having to watch and and celebrate someone or 
having to help somebody like achieve what they're trying to do but if you're not careful and you think my friendship is always meant to be the same and the tone is always meant to be the same one you're never intentional about how much you give and you never adjust how much you give and how much you take um but also it can be very tempting to then treat friendships as though they have expiry dates mm. and those expiry dates are earlier than they really are. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, and, and friendships then become disposable where it's like, mm, I'm not happy with this season anymore. Yeah. So goodbye to you. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like, nah, that doesn't train you up to be a good friend or a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So I guess related to that point, actually, how does one cultivate lifelong friendships like what is the real meaning of lifelong friendships and what do they require from people in order for friendships to be lifelong you need to read our book because there's <laughs> nah i'm being serious because so many people ask me this right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i get dms mm-hmm. like how do i build a lifelong friendship right, absolutely bruh Literally. it's a guide Ed- to building lifelong <laughs> friendships there's even activities <laughs> and the reason why i say that is there's a lot to it there i is. can't like like they are very simple principle things which are easy to say like oh be the best version of yourself be supportive don't be jealous um but those are top line headers when you really deep how much those things require from you and how challenging they can be you realize oh this is a really deep work so in terms of like I guess some top line things that I would say Mm. one I really love this scripture in the bible that talks about if you want friends, you have to prove yourself to be friendly. Right. And I think we're living in a time where people really want, but they don't want to give mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. And they want to receive what they don't put out mm. and they don't want to make the first move. Yeah. And I think you have to be willing to be selfless in a way or um, kind of drop your ego at the door and try to be the one who makes the first move. And I think if we were all doing that, we would all be doing another thing which the bible talks about which is outdoing each other in love Mm. and i think the thing about lifelong friendships is it's kind of being selfless to the point of i'm still gonna love you and pour love into you despite what it is you are giving me now i'm not promoting toxicity but i am saying there is a level of understanding you get which is I really love this person. I really love Renee. Mm. And I see that she's going through X, Y, Z or she's trying to achieve X, Y, Z. And so I'm going to support her even if she doesn't ask me to, right? And there's this element of just having to go almost above and beyond to just be a cheerleader with someone even without them necessarily having to ask because your immediate thinking is how can I play my role as this person's friend right right? Right. how do I actually show up as this person's friend supporting them through their glowing and growing journey allowing them to actually thrive and making sure that I have an act I play an active part in that whether it's just a prayer or a message or encouragement or if it's actually let me connect you with this let me do xyz Mm. or let me hold you down in some really bad seasons um so one be friendly like truly assess in yourself what does it mean to be a good friend what sort of friend would I want and then how do I become that person right Mm. because then I think it gives you better standing to then lay expectations if you give and you know like the 
how hard it is to be a good person and to be a good friend. You want appreciate good friends more, yeah, but also because you give it, you can expect to receive it. Right. Mm. And you can lay that expectation. Um, the second thing that I would say is l- implement some things that help you become more self-aware. So like reflections and really think about yourself. Cause I think it's easy to point fingers at people and be like, you're not a good friend. You're not showing up for yeah. me how I need. You're not X, Y, Z. And it's, very hard to sometimes point the finger back at you or just hold a mirror up to yourself and say, what's going on in me, right? What am I doing the right things? Mm. Am I being there for people? Am I allowing people to even love me in the way that they should? Am I giving enough grace? Am I setting out my expectations? Um, Allow yourself to really think about how you operate in friendships and whether that's great like whether that's actually welcoming of lifelong friendships and whether your your deeds are matching up with your words in the sense of you say you want friends but are you allowing friends into your life and are you giving them the room to actually be friends to you right um so yeah just be self-aware be aware of maybe your attachment style the Mm. things that you you know may have experienced which are causing you to you know keep people at an arm's length and arm's distance and I think a lot of us do this subconsciously where we're like I want people around I want to build a village I want to have lifelong friends but we don't want to accept the reality that that comes with proximity and intimacy and closeness um and that's vulnerable that can feel very like I don't want you holding me accountable. It's giving nakedness. I don't want you asking me all these hard questions. (laughs) I don't want to have to do all this deep talking and convulge my dreams and Mm. all that. Like, it's okay. And it's like, okay, well then you know that it's going to put a limit on your intimacy, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. and as, as long as you accept that, that's fine. But it takes a level of self-awareness to know that you're even doing that. Mm. And I think some of us don't have that. And we're then asking ourselves, why don't people get close to me? It's like, because you don't let people close. Yeah, this is true. Um, and then the last thing that I would say is express like express yourself to people i think a lot i I, i've been getting this question a lot recently where it's like oh i want to you know become closer friends with the people in my life and it's like but have you expressed that to them like oh could we go out for coffee i want to spend intentional time with you and creating those i guess it links to the first point about being friendly but actually creating those spaces for you to get someone get to know someone deep enough to know whether you you want to journey with Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. but also to start that journey with each other in terms of partnering with each other and being in each other's lives if we don't create and carve out intentional times it's like what you said about no longer being friends out of convenience but being friends out of intentionality you have to be intentional about creating those spaces where you can create intimacy and grow that over time and if you aren't intentional about that if you aren't going to express to someone that actually I would like for you to be there for me or I would like to be there for you and you're not expressive about your love of someone they're never going to know that you're a sister right even if that's what you desire and so be intentional how about you Chad, that was a great answer, Courtney. I completely agree with everything that you said. As you were speaking, it actually brought my mind back to a conversation that we've had with our friends recently. Um, Sam and Jen, hi guys. Hi. Um, we love you. Oh my hey, gosh. Michael. Especially Michael. We love him. Baby. He's so cute. Oh my God. Oh my God um, we, he's the one that we really love. Um, <laughs> no, I love I love all of y'all. No, um, so we had a conversation with our friends recently. And I remember when we asked them, so in terms of like marriage, what yeah. is like the biggest advice that you can give yeah. to sustain in a relationship? And immediately, Sam said die you gotta die you gotta gotta die die. and I was just thinking wow like how 
useful that is in this context as well for most relationships to work there needs to be a commitment by both to die this isn't about just you anymore this is actually about the other person and the more you can essentially kill yourself whoa demonetization there you go oh no (laughs) the more that you can scratch that the more that you can um be selfless yeah the more that both of you can be selfless the easier that relationship will be because somebody is always thinking about the other person yeah. your needs will always be, met, always be met um at least in that that specific sphere so there's an element of selflessness and commitment to being selfless yeah. it's not just showing up once and being selfless it is even when that person annoys you even when um you know it's tough for you it is how do i lay myself to the side yeah. so that this person can shine and knows that this person that you know even through it all, they still care about yeah. you. And I think that we become lazy with that in friendships a Definitely. lot. Like we are, we we don't, as you were saying, grace is such an important concept that we need in friendships. Yeah. And we often don't give out grace to our friends like that. Yeah, if it was our partner or somebody else, there's so much grace that yeah, we can give. We can but forgive, for our, we can right. be patient. But our friends, it's like, oh, that's a red flag. You're out of the game. And it's like, no, actually people need grace. You need grace. And how lovely it is to know that there's actually somebody that cares enough about you to yeah. give you that grace obviously yeah. don't abuse it obviously enough if it says don't abuse grace don't be yeah. succumbing or anything yeah. like that but knowing that we have that almost safety blanket is really really important in lifelong friendships and then there is that as i was saying commitment piece this is a commitment this yeah. isn't a oh when i feel like it or oh my gosh it is a commitment and seeing it and treating it as an actual commitment is really important i am committed to courtney like the reason that i'm able to be so you know cheery and chirpy and the reason why when folks meet us in real life we actually have the same energy is because we're committed to it it's not a we come on screen and you listen to us do you know what i mean we turn it on we turn it off if the vibes are off we ain't recording today you know nope like if something is going on we prioritize speaking together as friends before we are content creators or people that are to be consumed mm. and our hope is that obviously this comes across authentically when we do exactly. you know hop on our, our episodes but our priority is not this is going to sound so bad obviously we love to my sisters oh, my yeah. pri- our priority is not to my sisters my priority is to my sister yeah and that good. work is birthed the to my sister's work is birthed from the to my sister work that we do behind the scenes so it's very much important to be committed to that lifelong aspect of that relationship because too many of us quit so early and it's like your friend is going to go through so many births not just the real life one if they want to actually give birth yeah but they're going to go through so many births and in going through birth right evolution there's labor laboring pains there's teething pains there's all sorts of discomfort that will come um so that commitment is really important and then the last thing that i would say is the accountability and transparency piece is so important yeah it's so so important you can't hide here stop it that's it i actually can't hide here that is it. <laughs> it reminds me of there was a time that we went to um our friend Jacqueline's birthday. Her mm. birthday is even oh by this time I don't know. I think it'll probably be a bit yeah, be a bit, bit past yeah, her, her birthday. But happy birthday happy in retrospect, Miss Jacqueline. Um for her birthday we went to Morocco. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with her about that this morning. <laughs> to uh, morocco for her birthday and obviously in morocco they have like you know those naked baths yeah the hammam. the hammam and we thought it was a case of oh like bikinis and stuff like that, that and it was like said. 
get naked. And when we say naked, we mean like naked, take off your wig. If you had wigs, you had to leave them at the door. Take off your wig, take off your bra. <laughs> we were just sat nudity. Like some baby seals. Yeah, Because it was just mad smoky like, and like hella like condensation. And that's the thing, it's also such an intimate <laughs> environment. Like you've got all this steam, you're all wet and you're dripping water and then you're naked. And you're just looking at each other and everyone is there holding <laughs> their breasts like this. And we're just like, guys we are naked it's giving intimacy yeah, yeah. that's what lifelong friendship is you sometimes it is you can't hide you have to take off your wig you might have to take off your bra yeah. like the things that are holding you up you gotta strip it all away sometimes yeah. for and in order to get the help and the love that you need yeah. you have to be able to open the doors i love what you were saying about like allowing people to get close to you and i know baby girl you've been hurt i know that people have crossed it boundaries happens. it happens and i think not to lower your expectations of people, but I think sometimes we we think that our friends should either give 100% or nothing or 120% or nothing. And I think it's realizing the fallibility of human yeah. beings and giving, again, that grace yeah. and giving people the space to just try. Like there's yes. something in the trying to show up for someone. Yes. It, it's so adorable. Like I think of like when toddlers are trying to make you feel like happy or like, so tangential but you know like when toddlers give you a chip to try yeah and you're like oh thank you but you ain't gonna eat it because they've yes, been scratching they have put been... on the floor they've eaten it already actually it's wet it's wet <laughs> they've gnawed at it and it's like do you want some here's some for you and You've they've clearly <sighs> never heard of coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cute and so endearing yeah. because that person tried yes and i think to be in a lifelong friendship you have to try yeah. like it's not just the oh whatever i can give you yeah. actually have to try mm-hmm. prioritize your friend yeah. and um another reference you can see that i've been really taking in a lot of stuff recently mm. um Patricia Bright was doing an interview with or like a podcast episode with her husband and she was talking about like the little gestures of that even in of itself is a other other podcast episode but the importance of the little like gestures like there will be times where it's not about like showing up in the big way but showing up consistently in the small ways right they really really matter how can you make this person's day easier how can you support them in some of the things that they're doing today you've noticed that oh actually they've been unresponsive rather than taking offense think about how can I get them to open up or like what are the ways that i can support them during this tough time um and that's really what the mandate is as a friend it's really holding up your friends and in hold in doing that holding up you liberate somebody else to hold you up in the same way that you mentioned that because i think that's often our expectation like we want lifelong friends or we want deep sisterhood connections Mm. and our expectation immediately immediately becomes why is this person not opening up to me and it's like because you haven't opened up Right. right and it's again waiting for someone to make that first move and it's like actually your vulnerability inspires other people to become vulnerable because it proves you as trustworthy. Like, and I think we don't do enough work to prove ourselves to be trustworthy or prove ourselves to be caring. We just want people to open up to us and show that, oh no, I do see you as a friend, but it's like, but I need to also create an environment for you to feel safe to do that. And I do that through those little actions of showing you that one, this is a safe space for you, Mm -hmm. right? And two, I genuinely care about you to the point where it's not about those big moments, but actually I see you in the little things I Mm. see that you know this element of stress I see that when you respond this way this is an indication that okay you're you're a bit on edge like I can recognize when you're getting angry at something or I'm agitated at something and it's like 
being able to notice that about a person lets them feel seen, but it also lets them feel safe. And I think it's important to let your friends know that I actually see you. Like mm, I actually see what's going yes. on here. And a lot of us don't want to do that. And I get I get it because even on this podcast, we talk about how like, you know, all of us are waiting for somebody to be like, oh, I get you. I understand you. I've learned you. And rather you can just be clear and communicate. But sometimes communication is hard, especially when you don't know how the other person's going to receive it. But yeah. also sometimes you're struggling to come to terms with your own feelings and your own needs in the moment and so a true you know a good a good way to develop your friendship is I need to learn you Mm -hmm. like I actually Mm -hmm. need to learn these little things about you so that I can help you one especially if it's a blind spot I can actually help identify it but also I can let you know that I know you to a very deep level and I'm I've tried and I've put in the effort to actually get to know you Mm. um in a way that sometimes you you may not be able to express not because you don't necessarily feel safe with me but also you're internalizing and processing things and I think that's just something that comes across with years but also it takes being inquisitive Mm. and truly wanting to know your friends on that level um and choosing to see them as like really vulnerable people who need to be loved and need to be cared for yeah Oh, I absolutely love that. It's my yeah. lifelong friend, guys, in case you ain't know. Last question, flash reflection. Yeah. One thing that we see often online is this really like negative depiction of female friendships. Yeah. Oftentimes, even in like conversations and whatnot, there's this really like, there's a cattiness to like female friendships. There's a incredulousness that like women can come together mm. as friends mm. that are, mm. you know, on this lifelong journey and that friends often become enemies yeah enemies or even like subpar to like the you know relationships that we have with our spouses or our partners and you often hear the term like oh you know my spouse is now my bestie and like Mm, mm, all mm, that mm, kind mm, of stuff mm. how do we as women prioritize and balance these relationships right do these relationships require balance in the first place Mm. um especially as women because we are competing well it's often posited that we're competing with so many different responsibilities and priorities when you become a mother when you become somebody's girlfriend or um, wife or whatever how do we do that balancing act between ensuring that our friends feel like they are prioritized and we still have those friendships in life even when life is presenting competing priorities oh that's really yeah that's really tough i think one your friendships are like this. I think I've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about it where it's like, it's like this bank balance that you're putting money into. Yep, it's this yep. account you're putting money into and you're pouring things into. And there are going to be some times when a deposit doesn't come. Yeah. But you also have to trust that that account, just because that deposit didn't come, the account is not in a deficit, right? Mm. And so do your work in different seasons to pour into that friendship mm-hmm. so that at a later stage, you can call on the depth that's already there. Right. And I think it's not necessarily about like, oh, this friendship is not important to me because I can't allocate as much time as I did before. But I think one, this is where communication comes into play. If you have a close friend in your life and things in your life are changing, Mm. you should be able to communicate that, sis, things are changing. And also be able to not set yourself up as oh, but I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to be committed. Set realistic expectations around, the reason why I can set realistic expectations with you around my capacity to show up with you is because I let you in on knowing what's changing in my life. Mm, And I think a lot of us don't let people in to see, listen, there's a whole restructuring going on right now. I don't even know what's going on. 
And so then you then become disappointed when I can't show up in the same way. So I think one, it's being very real about, I may not have as much time to be like as available as I was before. And it's because of X, Y, Z. And because you're my friend, I can let you in on X, Y, Z. But also now intimacy may look different where it's like, maybe the majority of our time is no longer it it no longer looks the same right our intimacy doesn't look the same our quality time doesn't look the same it looks Mm. different but it's still there so for example i remember like when we were younger or we had just you had just come back from the states and it was like okay we're both at early stages of our careers we don't really have a lot of money going celebrating each other doesn't look like how it used to look before and if we didn't address that where it's like let me be real with you i have no money ain't got no pee ain't got nothing not do you a, know what I mean so a birthday present this year don't That's expect it, it. <laughs> um like <laughs> but also it now looks different do you get what i mean and i think if you don't have you have you haven't built that intimacy where you can mm. now be transparent in your conversations mm-hmm, with each mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. it can then feel like oh my god everything has changed but it's yeah. like what we then allowed each other to do was show up for each other differently mm. and in a way we presently required right which was okay we need to scale back on the amount we spend yep, come yep. over to my house yep. let's chill on the phone facetime dates stuff like that and that for me was like a core thing where it's like oh we can get through every season but with there was a level of understanding Mm. and both of you need to be on that same page but also if it is a case of like you just got engaged your friends supporting you now may look like the majority of time we spend together is marriage prep Mm. do you get or or wedding prep or wedding planning and do they understand that this is just for a season? Yeah, and also do you, in the yeah, do you, he's there, you know, lingering around and it just is what it is. And you kind of have to accept that your friend's lives are evolving. Mm-hmm. But also for you, you also have to know that your friends still need love too, yeah, right? They and they are still important to you. I think the reason why we struggle with this sometimes is we feel like if something is important to me, I still need to be able to treat it the same in right. every season. Absolutely it doesn't work like that it can't work it can't work like that your your energy needs to be rebalanced your time and your schedule needs to be revised and your friends still need to make an appearance in that they still need to be important in that but when you do make a change communicate that change Mm. and also allow them into the changing that's happening right because then they can actually show up for you and also they can have more empathy and I think a lot of us think, oh, my friends are not understanding what's going on inside because you haven't given them any information about they're not mind readers, yeah, right? Yeah. They're not going to infer that or just because you got engaged, it now means you're spending four hours a day wedding planning mm. or you're now, you know, really pouring into this relationship. You need to communicate what this season of your life looks like right. and then think about how can my friends still be an intimate part and a helpful, supportive part in this season and how can i carve out intentionally how can i carve out time in this season to show up for them Mm. yeah that's beautiful oh my goodness no i completely agree especially that piece around letting people in that is the biggest thing look i'm telling you if there is anything that you take away from this conversation on lifelong friendships you have to let people in people can't support you when they don't know what is exactly what's What's there to support and trust me resentment will build when you don't share like there's literally an anecdote in the book actually of i think when we were going to university and i had built up a little bit of resentment because it felt like our other friends couldn't understand what we were going going through And one of my friends, like Rebecca, just pulled me to the side and was like, well, you haven't told us. At all. Like, we're not mind readers. We're not there with you. And obviously, we're open to receiving. We've got those receipts. But 
we won't be able to help until you give us the permission to know what's going on in your life. So don't give your friends a little bit more credit. I think yeah. with like life seasons and life changes, it can be so easy to like fall into that narrative of like, oh, she's not supporting me. So she doesn't like me. Or maybe yeah. she's like jealous or maybe she's yeah. this. And it's like, no, they just don't like you haven't let them in. They don't get what you're yeah. facing right now and what you you face changes as the seasons change. Yeah. So let people in and Thanks. let people love you. It's okay. Simple. It's actually allow yourself fine. to be loved. Like allow yourself to be supported it's and okay. let give people opportunities to actually show up for you. Like that's tell how you build important. trust. Even that, right? Tell them it's important. Yeah, like, this matters to me. If you need them to come up to an event and stop waiting till like arbitrary things, because you know, like the whole birthday thing yeah. debate. Like, oh, if she doesn't come to my birthday, birthday man, she doesn't care about me. And it's like, did you talk about like? Is it just a implied thing yeah. that this is an important thing to you that people should just assume that it's yeah. about the birthday or is it that maybe you actually needed your friend to like be on the phone whilst you're sending through a really important application yeah. or maybe it is that you needed to like get her eyes on it or something like that there's different ways that people can show up for you to demonstrate their love for you so yeah. I think also being open to that as well yeah. like people will show up for you differently but it doesn't 100%. mean that the intensity of their love or their you know, the size of their love is any different it yeah. just means that they're showing up for you and filling that space in a different way yeah and i think um, as women we can just be afraid to be needy like yeah. allow yourself to actually have a need of your friend and i i think you'll be very shocked as to how it would cause your friendship to mature right. giving them an opportunity to show up for you and support you and also that is what brings clarity around who is a real friend and who is not because exactly. so many of us are trying to do the whole cutting off thing or who should I bring in my inner circle without actual evidence, right? It's based off vibes and the vibes I'm getting off of her. No, give her an actual opportunity to show up. Multiple, don't just base it on one, but give her multiple opportunities to show up and see what she does and judge people based on their actual actions, right? But you've got to give people an opportunity to show you positive action as well. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's everyday vibes. Yeah. Lifelong like, friendships are not based. No, mm -mm -mm. no no mm -mm. lifelong friendships are not based on vibes maybe you think that we could have sustained a 15 year relationship off of vibes alone bro some let me tell you something let me be real with you sometimes the vibes are off right like sometimes like i personally have very interesting spells in my life where i don't want to say a word to anybody like i just i have so much going on in my mind and in my heart that i'm like mm, I, ain't got nothing to say. I have nothing to say but even without saying a word to Renee, I can go out and still bring her back something she likes. And so if she's judging it by vibes, in that moment, I am being bad vibes. <laughs> but in my heart... Can you imagine? And I like, do it to other... <laughs> no, but the thing is, I don't do it in that way. It's yeah, more like, yeah. oh, I just got you this yeah, whilst I was yeah, out. Yeah. And then I go into my room and I'm a, her a hermit again. Yeah. And it's like, if you judge it based on vibes, you would never know my heart in that right. moment. And you have to know that like because we are all developing people and we're all very complex people, you have to judge people based on their actions and of course their words towards you, but also knowing that everyone isn't what's happening on the surface. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like your friend not showing up to that birthday dinner can be just a manifestation of something way deeper right. that's going on. That isn't even a reflection on you. And if you allow, if you become so self-centered, it goes back to that thing about dying self. If you become so self-centered that you think, ah, oh, this is clearly about me, mm. you miss out on how you can then show up for them. Right. And I know a lot of us want to be like, no, but they didn't show up for me. This tit for tat, bartering mentality will never work in lifelong friendships, right? You can't dish out everything that you get. That's grace. <sighs> 
that's great. It's got to start somewhere. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Make the first move. I'm telling you. And so many of us are scared. I'm going to look stupid. They're going to abuse me. Da, da, da. That is a possibility. But at least when they do, if they do, you can then be like, ha, clear evidence. You're out. Got him. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but also if you don't do that, there's this um, quote, there's um, this thing called the Magnify podcast. Mm. Check it out on YouTube. But mm. one of the hosts was talking, well, the host was talking about how when you block intimacy, you block joy. Yeah. Like true joy. When you block yourself off and you stop being vulnerable you never allow anything to come in the good and the bad when you build up a wall the good can't come in either do you get what i mean so either you relegate yourself to never experiencing any emotion or you open yourself up to the potential risk of being hurt but you also in doing that open yourself up to love like to actually be loved well so stop avoiding being vulnerable stop avoiding Mm. the potential of being hurt because of that vulnerability and actually open yourself up to learn and instead build discernment and wisdom do you get what I mean so that you know how to keep not just how to keep bad things out but you know how to deal with what comes to you and how Mm -hmm. to interpret what actually happens and it's that thing about building a gate right it's not about this wall that blocks everything out is about building a gate that lets the right things in. There you go. And knows when to keep people out. It makes me think of a quote that one of our pastors mentioned like maybe two or three weeks ago, which is the good, the good that people do, we often write in sand, mm. but the bad that people do, we write right in stone. stone. And it's like, what would your friendships look like if you reverse that? Yeah. If the good that they did, you write, you wrote in stone, you kept it somewhere. But the bad they did, you said, you know what? I'm going to write it in sand and then we're going to let this let one it wash go. away. In order to succeed in lifelong friendships, you got to let a lot of things go. A lot. And your ego is probably the first thing that has to go. Facts. Facts. But sisters, our time is far spent. We have a lifelong friendship to go and continue <laughs> off the screens. Yeah, man. <laughs> out of your ear holes. Yeah, man. And uh, we encourage you to take on the challenge of sewing into your friendships this yeah. week. Who is one friend that you can call? Who is one friend that you can go and have a coffee with? Who is one friend you can go and just kiki with? Yeah. You know, who is who is one friend that you need to apologize to? Some of y'all pride is killing you. So go and apologize and say sorry. But sisters, if you would like more, more, more from the Two My Sisters universe, you can come and follow us on all of our social media. Come and get social with us, baby. If you're trying to find a friend to start that whole lifelong journey with, then Two My Sisters mm-hmm. is probably the community for you. Mm-hmm. Follow us on all social media at Two My Sisterhood, literally everywhere yeah. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. We're yeah, outside. Literally. And of course, you can follow my wonderful bestie and lifelong friend, Miss Courtney Daniela Boateng at CD Boateng That's on me. all of her profiles and platforms including youtube you should follow that (laughs) and um have you voted and um (laughs) you can come and follow me over at renee kapuku we love to see it well sisters definitely sign up to the mailing list so we can send you weekly glowing and growing tips we will never spam you we'll only send you beautiful love letters and we hope that you have an amazing week we will talk to you very very soon and as always keep glowing and growing 